The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I'd just save the money and then approach. Of course you'd save the money. Let's skip that step. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask silly questions. (laughs) If Uh, I wanted a play-by-play of every step of the sales process, would have led with that. (laughs) Well, I I would just... Did you pull out your debit card or was it your credit card? Oh, wait, you don't have either. You probably have a debit card. I have a debit card. I don't have a credit card, though. Yeah, that's smart. That's Um, just good business. It's just good money management. Well, yeah, that's you. But uh, (laughs) no, I I just approach the company themselves and like email them because we have like reps and stuff. I'd probably just approach a rep. Have you spoken to a rep about it already? Nope. Uh, I've spoken with uh, some people who have done that though for mm. less expensive products. So, yeah, right. NFRs are great. It'll be it'll be an interesting um an interesting discovery if uh if you can. That'd be a, I mean, a great way to save any time you can save money on especially that anything. much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the of the studio, how is the planning going? It's going. I've been kind of focusing more on trying to uh, build up a network and stuff, trying to drum up work so that I can afford all the studio stuff. Mm-hmm. Rationalize having it. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. With that in mind... Um, those two very moo compressors downstairs. Yep. I've been, um, started playing with them on, f- what did we really start doing? I guess it would have been last Monday. Um, yeah, last week you were showing me and you said you tried them on two projects, two vocals. Yeah. Two different projects. Yeah. Um, one, it worked great. One, the source was too quiet and yeah, the so, chain was too noisy. Yeah. So we did. Uh, but I, I, I used them pretty extensively over the weekend. Uh, had a, had a blues band in here um doing uh just a two song two song demo they called it a demo but by the time they were done they were they were talking about itunes and spotify and all that kind of stuff um but used them um used one on electric guitar while we were tracking electric guitar and used the other one on their scratch vocal um which we ended up using a sennheiser 441 on the scratch vocal. Um, and, uh, it sounded pretty cool. Um, but when we got around to, uh, to doing all the vocals, the singer was pretty, he was pretty dynamic, but pretty good. Like I'm not going to have to tune it. Um, both songs were pretty much single takes. 
like not first takes, but single takes mm-hmm. um, with uh, one of the songs he re-sang the second verse. Um, and the other song, oh no, the other song was, yeah, just a single take. He had a, um, this is this is what I love about blues guys. They're not questing for perfection. They're questing for reality, you know? Like, like the singer, really good singer, not a, wouldn't call himself a singer. He would call himself a piano player, but um, singing on pitch, mm-hmm. great notes, f- uh, flows in and out of notes nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely some things that for a pop star, we would, we would want to tweak. Yeah. But as a whole, the performances were just really consistent and really good. And the guitar player pointed out that in one, one word, it sounded like he had a lisp (laughs) and they debated it. They listened to it. They talked about doing it over again and then just decided, "Eh, you know what? You kind of do that everywhere. Anyway, that's just you. Let's go with it. End of story. Yeah. I love it. Anyway. So, so we used, um, used uh one of the ksm 42s on uh i was pointing to the vacant mic hole here yeah. um <laughs> yeah i know the coffee hasn't sunk in yet no it hasn't um used one of those plus the r r84 uh um ribbon mic and ran both of them independently through through the uh goodness me excuse me ran them both independently through the very moose and they just sounded great you know, five to 10 decibels of compression. <laughs> um, just both tracks had this really nice warming thing and, and they sounded even better when you blended them together. It was, it was just really nice. So, so far, so good. So far, so good. And for, for having a reputation as being a slow compressor, I don't find them all that slow. They were pretty, they were pretty on the ball. It was good. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Um, Pro Tools crash? No, it did not crash. Uh, I I did forgot to um, to turn off the power management though, so I'm gonna do that. You gonna fill some time? Can you fill time? Uh, you... Right now, probably you... not. I'm just. <laughs> should we? A should, zombie right now. Should we take a? Uh, should we take a like a take like a coffee break? Um, seven minutes into the show and come back when you're more awake. <laughs> Is that something we can do? It sounds like something you want to do. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I got coffee in front of me. I got water in front of me. I had, um, a sugary fruit treat for breakfast. Um, I'm good to go. I'm waking up. All right. Just... <laughs> uh, if you need me to fill time though, I don't know if I'd be very good at it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, let me scan through. I, I, I've been saving. <clears throat> uh, I, I was running a little, little late this morning. Um, we decided to make a, uh, we decided to make a slow cooker roast stew, um, this morning. Oh, so that it would cook all day. And, and then, then when you get, when get home, get home, it's just have, like this right? amazing stew. Yeah. Anyway, so we were, we we're running about half hour late. But I have this, I have this short list of, uh, of emails that, um, 
that I have yet to go through that all kind of, Hey, did you hear about the, uh, the, um, uh, the house of uh, the U S house of representatives, they passed the, um, music modernization act. Oh, they passed that. Yeah. The house of representatives has, um, I think it has to go off to the senator senators yet. And then, um, so it's on its way. Yeah. And then of course to Trump, how weird is it that Trump of all people might be the guy that, that signs this into legislation? It is weird. We live in a weird world. That's true. I thought you'd rant more about that. Isn't the Modernization Act the only playing catch up right now? Well, absolutely. From what I've read, it's just like, wow, none of this stuff's an issue anymore because we've already moved on. Well, so here's, um, uh, this is from... Although I think streaming royalties has to be, be increased or something like that. Well, streaming royalties, they still pay more than, um, than terrestrial radio. Yeah, right? but I think the Modernization, um, though, Act is like trying to make it so that each uh, stream is worth more money or something. Right. I think that's part of it. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of articles by a lot of people. Uh, so one of the things I'm, 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 I'm just going, <clears throat> um, someone sent me a list here of, of the five ways that it's going to, it's going to help. Um, what did it say? Um, oh, five ways music modernization act could be fairer for all creators. Okay. Here's number one. It's going to ban the practice of distributing by market share unclaimed royalties that rightfully belong to DIY musicians and songwriters. So that's not that's not a bad thing. They're they're no. keep a keep they're a trying to make of, it so that the yeah so can I, th- I think so can already does that like so they, can collects and if you don't join so can they just keep that money there and until use it use it for lobbying and and investments or something I'm sure. Yeah, but if you then join SoCan, like you're you're entitled to that money. Well, you only have seven years. When I signed up at, at the end of the '90s, that was one of the stipulations. If you don't, if you don't claim that money, register with SoCan within seven years, then that may not be there for you. That's fair. Seven years so is a I, long time. Yeah, seven years is a long time. Uh, okay, number two. Mandate that record companies provide complete and accurate. Son of a. Thing. I hate these little pop-up things that say, hey, join our newsletter. Yeah. But the reason I'm here is because your newsletter. So fuck off. Okay. I mean, go back. Number two. Mandate that record companies provide complete and accurate at the time of release publishing information for each track within the metadata delivered to distributors, aggregators, and that the latter provides that information to DSPs. Are many people using... Metadata? Yeah. Well, it's, that's the, that's the thing, right? Like it used to be album credits on the back of a record. Yeah. Now it's the metadata, right? So are they going to introduce like engineered by at, in the metadata? Cause like, that's not options in metadata. It's not options. I know there's space for it, but. It's, It's not specific options in MP3 metadata, but it is options in. There's not much for metadata in MP3s. Well, when I would, yeah, I mean, MP3 metadata can get pretty extensive. I've seen some pretty extensive um, inclusion software, like like to write up your own metadata, right? Well, uh, the metadata software I have doesn't have, like, it just gives me the typical artist, 
composed by blah blah blah. I I wish they would put like engineered by at XYZ Studio. I I'd be okay with that. I um I'm not I also wish like Spotify had stuff like that where you could be like Well Spotify's Spotify's I I remember reading somewhere that Spotify was making making a move towards that um so that uh, in I mean in advance of this bill. Yeah. They should be doing that because that's where the music industry's going right. and like if you don't have that information then the people who are really good at making records they're going to struggle. Yeah. So so I'm on a I'm on a slightly older version of iTunes. Um and here's what I the iTunes metadata composes composes of and you're right it's not it's not all that much. No. Um song name, artist, album, album artist, composer, grouping, which I have no idea what that is. Genre, which is um uh always been a thing. Uh year track blah of blah disc blah of blah is this a compilation album uh a five-star rating system um beats per minute not everybody fills that out uh, well and i'm i'm looking at this um uh i brought up an amy allen song from i think it's from like 2002 um and there's no there's no information on here at all uh, and then, and then there's a big, big space for comments. Um, there's artwork, lyrics, options, sorting. Yeah. Um, the comment section file. is where, like, if some people are willing to put in metadata of like people who worked on the record, they sometimes put it there. But mm-hmm. that's a shitty place to put it. But I think, I think that kind of information <clears throat> with this music modernization act, I think that kind of information will start to be more commonplace, right? Um, cause that's, that's been a big, that's been a big issue for the last decade at least. Oh yeah. It's been an right. issue since like turn of the century internet downloading of music is like became a mm-hmm. staple of how people consume music. Yeah. Thing. My pet peeve though, is like the bands on Bandcamp that don't credit who worked on the record. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even bother making a big deal out of it anymore. Um, I, 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 I don't, I will now like, really make a big deal out of it that much, but like I do listen to records on Bandcamp and read the credits to see who worked on the record. What are the, what are the specific credits that you think need to be included in this? Well, obviously who it w- was engineered by, where it was engineered at, who it was mixed by. If there's an editor, who's the editor? Um, where was it mixed? Where was it mastered? Who was it mastered by? Hold on. I, I, um, I'm, I'm writing these down. I'm, I'm making a list. Making a list. Um, engineered by and where? Mixed by and where? Um, edited by if there is a person. And where? Uh, sure. Could just I, be edited by. I don't know that the where is all that important. I don't think the where is important for and. Well, for, for for any of these editing really, but. uh i don't know recorded at is important i think because you have those engineers that do go f- like studio to studio maybe somebody liked the sound of the drums and that sound is the the live room right right so that's fair 
Yeah. Uh, um, maybe mixed at isn't all that important, but I don't know. Some right. people might want that stuff. Like I w- might want that in the future when my studio is built. Cause you know, if somebody uses my space to mix, yeah. like I would like for my studio name to be on there so that right. it gets more attention. That's fair. Um, and our, like who is it? The A&R guy, oh. if there's an A&R guy. A&R rep. Um, you want produced, co-produced, of course. Yeah, produced, co-produced, blah, blah, blah. Um, um, probably want a assistant. Yeah, assistant uh, engineered by, or maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably want a section for special thanks uh, performed by, and that's just a list of this instrument on this song played by this person. Right. Yeah. That's all I could think of at the top of my head, but I'm sure there's more. And I'm, and I'm, and that's like a pretty big list of people right there. That's it. Well, absolutely. That that's, we have a minimum one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine extra categories to, to fill out. And that's, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think all of those are fair mm-hmm. things to have on the metadata. Yeah, it would be it would be really nice if if this bill leads to or act it's an act now um, if this act leads to uh, um, leads to that kind of inclusion yeah and I'd I'd love to see I'd love to see record companies um, or even even the, the 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 population you know because so much so like like iTunes um, iTunes uses CD database. Mm-hmm. as their as their database so it'd be great if 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 we as a user base as as listeners would populate this information too for older for older material that's been digitized um yeah anyway so, so that's item number two yeah okay so uh number three is do not expunge all past copyright infringement claims only future pla- only future claims upon the date of the enactment of the law. And I, I have no idea what specifically that means. So they they're not expunging claims. What does expunge mean? I, I think I know I what it means. I believe expunged means like to do away with. Yeah. yeah. Like like squeeze the sponge and let the water fall out. Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> Maybe that's what it means. Mary's the educated one in the room. Is that what that means? I'm not listening. Okay. Um, what does expunge mean? Google. Ah. <laughs> you guys are so lazy. <laughs> I'm in the middle of my book. All right. Fine. Um, Expunged meaning. Because we're a bunch of idiots. Expunge. Uh, erase, remove completely. Okay. So do not expunge all past copyright infringement claims, but do expunge future claims. I don't know what that means. This uh, is this so, is one of those that, that might might actually need some Sorry, read it research. word for word again. Okay. 
Do not, number three, yeah. do not expunge all past copyright infringement claims, comma, only future claims upon the date of the enactment of the law. How does that help the musician? I, I, I don't know. There, there must be, there must be more to it. Um, and, There's no and, explanation behind that. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm reading someone else's summary of the act, right? Right. Um, and that's what that's how they summarized this way. That's a shitty summary. And it's a really shitty summary. Um, I don't know what any of that. Like, the, I need more context as to what exactly, like, yeah, what yeah. copyright claims. Like, if somebody right. samples my song, am I not allowed to claim copyright? R- right. That, that, but I would. <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, like, it's weak. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, somebody who steals my backtrack and uses it for their song and then benefits from it, like, gains money, mm-hmm. I deserve some of that money because I'm the one who originally wrote that backing track. Right. I, I, I would mean, I would expect... In I, my opinion, that... Be, that because this is hailed as a, as a good thing for creators... I would expect this to be better than that. I hope so. Like, yeah. like that's why I'm saying. Like, I need more context on what this means. Okay, let's let's move on to number four. Yes, yeah. we don't have context for number three, and I don't want to read that bill. <laughs> yeah, Those things right. are long usually. Yeah. Well, it, and 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 they were and in lawyer speak, they were talking about. There was one here. Um, Uh, okay. So, uh, this is a mega bill, which consists of a bundle of titles that were previously independently proposed bills. So it was, um, like a consolidation of multiple different, um, uh, thing. Okay. Oh, and, uh, it was passed unanimously 415 votes to zero. Um, although 16 representatives abstained from voting at all. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So number four, this is the, uh, uh, the fourth issue that can be addressed immediately by this bill. That's what it says. Um, maintain a representative MLC board of 50% publishers and 50% songwriters with at least one unsigned songwriter on the board, uh, as opposed to the, BS, uh, 10 publishers, four songwriters who will likely come from the major publishers anyway. Um, and the bill, what? Uh, I gotta read this again. Let me read this again. Cause that doesn't make any sense. Maintain a representative. Um, what? Great radio. Oh, okay. So I should have, I should have read this, this whole document from the beginning. Okay. So as it turns out, these are, these are, these are, (laughs) you're right. This is great radio. These are ways that this person, um, has suggested improving the bill. Oh, yeah. Well, then I don't agree with number three, especially being that vague. Mm-hmm. Like 
that statement of his has so many implications and so i guess so i guess the um the proposed um mlc board is 10 publishers and four songwriters um okay instead of a 50 50 split who cares uh well that's that's the publishers don't always don't always care about the rights of the songwriters and i I imagine that's just a just a measure to make sure that it's that it's balanced and fair right that 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 both sides are equally representative i'm more talking about like the other bit where he's just like make sure there's at least one independent it's just like it's (sighs) not gonna work because how do you ensure that that independent stays independent like they're going to look for good partnerships for themselves and so many so many independents or so many songwriters period um have their own publishing associations anyway it's yeah, yeah. so like it, it, it uh, no it that won't work like you can't enforce that even so here's an interesting one here's an interesting one this suggests this next line suggests that the bill does not does not favor non-American songwriters. Um, so apparently, it disregards the musical works of non-U.S. songwriters who have not registered each of their songs with the USCO or MLC. I don't know what the MLC is, but um, is there a note of it up here? There is not. This is the problem with getting um, with getting this kind of information from blogs. It's not. Uh, yeah, they don't bother yeah. telling you information in case you want to know more. Yeah. Uh, well. At, uh, anyway, it. Um, all in all, it's a it's a good move, right? Um, it's not like it's not like this is a step backwards. Yeah. This is a uh, from from most of the most of the things I've seen. This is a good move in the positive direction, which means that uh, you know there's more and more money on the horizon. Excuse potentially, me. potentially. Well, I think I think as this kind of legislation catches up with. Um, with the industry and that's that's always how it's been right like mm-hmm. legislatures are always legislators are always behind on this kind of stuff so yeah well i even saw one here in canada that was like a music modernization act or bill or whatever right uh going on and i looked at what they're trying to do and it's just like why are you fighting for this stuff this is already old news but they have to pass it into law so that it doesn't it doesn't become it doesn't become a fight down the road either, right? Yeah, I suppose. Because you know, I mean, it, it's it's one thing to say that that this is industry practice, but it's another thing to say that this is this is legislated law. Yeah, and that's what that's what um, those that fight for these kind of things are, are keep fighting for. Because they, they, they want to make sure that the fight is over. Here's legislation that says the fight is over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. What else on here? Um, 
That's da da da. So, oh man. Um, so I'm going to guess that uh, a new Post Malone record has come out because um, he has one, two, three, four, five, six of the top 10 tracks being streamed on um, on Spotify today, which, or yesterday, I guess this was, which is blowing everybody out of the water. Right. Because Drake was, Drake was comfortably sitting at the top of the food chain on Spotify for months. As long as Kanye West's stupid song doesn't go up there. Uh, I think it's stupid. Let's see. Have you heard that song? Uh, I, His I, little scoot me poopy doop. I, I haven't know. Oh my God. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. Um, here's the, uh, here's the ranking psycho by post Malone better now by post Malone. Nice for what by Drake. Um, God's plan by Drake paranoid by post Malone. No tears left to cry by Ariana Grande rockstar by post Malone. One kiss by Calvin Harris with Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. I don't know. Um, Spoil My Night by Post Malone, Rich and Sad by Post Malone. wonder how he got all those tracks up there. Yeah, because like, I'm just scrolling back to yesterday's Like, chart. I'm wondering if this is another Ed Sheeran thing where, like, the album is in the top 10 because, like, the fans just played the album. Right. Well, and, and, and that, that makes sense because I go back to yesterday's top 10 and um, there's one, two, three, four, five tracks by Avici. Hmm. Is that how you pronounce his name? That um, uh, Avici or something? Avici, yeah. So there's five I tracks mean, by him. He's only up there because he's dead. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the spike, right? Um, and Post Malone had his track Psycho um, ranked at number four the, the day before. So hmm. did Post Malone die? Maybe that's why. I I don't know. I don't even know who he is. I've just seen his name so much in this in this chart that the only person I've heard that you know, on that chart that has recently died is Avicii. Avicii, yeah. And he was only on there the one day. Oh well. Yeah. Um what else we got? Oh yeah. Uh Gear Sluts also sent me their um weekly list of weekly thread picks. Yeah. Um, any good ones you tell me um let's see uh new avitas ma5 19 inch rack with external power supply yeah no um best compatible what best compatible what yeah uh oh they want other 500 series units that are (laughs) sometimes these things make me laugh and then I forget about them because they're so dumb. Um, best compatible. Th- this is this is the title that he wrote. Best compatible with Electrodyne 501 and Evitas MA5. In his first post, he says, I have a 10-space API lunchbox with four Electrodyne 501s and two Evitas MA5s. I would like to fill the other four spots with some pre's that would be awesome for drums. API 512s. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> that was easy 
Investing in VoxChain, brackets, Mike and 500 series units. Okay. Uh, uh, hopefully this isn't too broad of an inquiry. I'm currently looking to start investing in a vocal chain of 500 series units and a mic of my own. I don't like those conversations. Yes. All right. Well, let's go past because this next one, this next one I think is right up your alley. <clears throat> I just don't like the, I need specific gear because this yeah. and the, I, I, know. I don't know. I, I don't you, know. You, you're going to love this one then. Favorite. Oh, who's Aston microphones. What do they say? Important update. Privacy policy with Aston uh, origin, Austin shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I can read that later. All right privacy updates so you ready for this you're gonna you're going to love this one this will okay. be your this will be your favorite conversation you're gonna run out and get on your gear slots account and contribute to this conversation am i i i i i all but guarantee it okay <laughs> favorite all-around vocal chain for eight thousand for eight thousand dollars what the fuck <laughs> I love the way your face changes. <laughs> oh god. For 8 grand you can buy like a all the drums chain. Let me let, let me read let me read to you the first post because um this 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 will this will make sense of it, I'm sure. If I I'm sure that whatever <laughs> nobody needs an $8,000 vocal chain. <laughs> I don't know if your if your mic if your microphone is eight thousand dollars, then you well then I guess you'd have to have free preamp, and okay. EQ, and compressors. So here's here's what he's got. Hi friends, I would appreciate any insight into the following hypothetical scenario: If you recorded and mixed in the box brackets mostly rap, hip hop, and pop, and wanted one analog vocal chain to achieve the best record-ready vocal sound without the need for any further in-the-box processing come mixed down, what would you choose on an $8,000 budget? I live in so-and-so, and it is unfortunately too hard for me to demo all of the equipment that I'm interested in. Therefore, I rely on the expertise of people using forums such as this one to help me make the best decision possible. Here are the possibilities I have been considering. You ready? Okay. Now, I'm actually very much fond of um, the things he's got here, uh, and I have one of them, yeah. which... I, have, I mean, yeah. I, I okay, understand so, where he's coming from a bit. So, just, um, U87AI into a TubeTech MEC1A okay. uh, and a retro power strip. I don't think I'm familiar with the retro power strip. Um, it's their... Uh, you're familiar with the brand retro. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's their it's their channel strip. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's one option. Mm. Option number two: U eighty seven AI into a Le Chapelle five eighty three, which is a nice preamp. Uh, a inward connections the brute, which is also nice, and then into a into a uh, Pete's Place BAC five hundred. Okay, I really want me so me a BAC five hundred. Yeah. How does this guy have this kind of money? <laughs> he's 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 a hip hopper, man. He's like, don't they have all the bling? <laughs> I think they just have all the debt. <laughs> no, no, I have all the debt. Well, I know you have all the debt. 
<laughs> okay, option option number three. Uh, VM1 cardioid. I have no idea what that is. Uh, into an MA5, into the brute, and then into the serpent splice. Have you seen that splice? No. I think you would love this thing. It's a it's a 500 series... Uh, it's a 500 series uh, FET compressor that has a switch to allow you to change the tone between this guy's listing br- off a lot of 500 stuff revision a yeah a lot of it's well some of it's five uh 500 stuff but the yeah but it allows you to switch between revision a and revision d in the uh in the one ch- one space 500 huh. yeah serpent splice that's what it is and then the other the other thing is a, a good fet mic um, MA5, Brute, etc. So he just kind of... Well, if you have that kind of there. fucking money, just buy a U47. Uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's that's my default. That That's my go-to for, for hip-hop here. Um, the, well, like uh, if if he's looking for a good the U47 mic, just get the new U47 because that's FET. It's like four grand, four or five. And then get a nice preamp. I don't know. Like he should just stick with the U87 because that is like the hip hop mic. <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about um, about um, posters is the first the first comment is the U87 is overpriced for what you get back in quality. It is overpriced. Fair, but that's it. Like no no depth to that statement. Yeah, that's that's gear slots for you. Yeah. All right. So I thought you would appreciate that. Uh... I don't know. It, it is another one of those like what, gear things that I just don't like contributing to. But at the same time, it's just like, you got eight grand. What the fuck? <laughs> well, you're about to spend a whole bunch more than that on gear yeah, over the next couple but of But I'm not cause... spending it on a single channel. <laughs> well... I'm, I'm building a 32-channel thing for like... <laughs> that price yeah. here's this guy willing to spend eight grand on just a vocal chain i don't even understand why people need to have a vocal chain why does it have to be the same shit uh, every dude, single time if i was if i was working with really one basic clientele i wouldn't need much more than that you know i guess right like i mean the idea that i like the idea though that you know, I'm going to be working with projects that are different every time. For sure. So your your needs are very different, right? Yeah. But if I was one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I have the the default, and it really is just that a, a default for the hip hoppers that come into the studio, is because it works. I don't have to think about it. They stand up in front of the mic, they do their thing, and they sound good right out of the box, right? That's the that's the whole idea is you you pare things down to just that one that one chain, and then all you have to worry about is the performance. You don't have to worry about the gear. You don't have to worry about is it going to sound good? Is this the right thing for for this voice or should I be trying that thing? And and a lot of these guys that do a lot of these guys that do hip hop, I don't mean tuning the hell out of it anyway. Uh, well, fair, fair, or they're or they're cutting out. I saw one video that said that you have to you have to high pass up to 400 hertz. What? I uh, and and I believe it based on the sounds that some of these shitty hip hop songs have. 
right? Like I, I've, for under, I've heard is aggressive. I've heard a lot of really great sounding hip hop. I'd make a but female I've heard voice a sound lot. thin. I know, I know, but that's that's really a lot of the style, man. Like that, um, that uh, that Drake style. I've heard so many, so many. I don't know if they're B level or D level or A level um, YouTube videos that that's what's going on is there's this really aggressive high pass filter. It's heavily auto-tuned and guys are trying to describe that as warm. It's not warm. No, I know they're completely full of shit. It's but, thin, but, but so, so what I'm saying is, is the, a lot of these engineers, a, lo, a lot of these, and I'm going to use big air quotations. Uh, a lot of these engineers aren't, aren't actually engineers. They're, they're producers that know how to make a good beat. They know how to, they know how to get someone, get a good performance out of someone, but the actual engineering side, they don't have the same skills that you or I would mm. right now on the flip side, I can't make a good beat. I mean, I, I can make an okay beat, but I'm not going to be as, as proficient at, uh, at them. And I'm not going to be able to get a better, a better hip hop performance out of these guys. Cause I don't, I don't listen to the, listen to that thing. Yeah. And so it's all a matter of skill set. So if you can get if you can get one chain that is set it and forget it, you just don't have to worry about it. And you can still get great, great quality out of it. Now you're right. I mean, eight thousand dollars is unnecessary. It is. But yeah. I don't know. Like I, if he, the chain he... the chain I use downstairs is sixty five hundred for the for the, um, from the mic to the converters, sure. not including the converters, but. Well, I, I would argue that you probably spend too much on your things downstairs. <laughs> I, I got a good deal on, on that preamp. Well, I, I know you always get a good deal on all your equipment. I, I just think you can't help yourself when you see a good deal. Uh, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, I took the wife shoe shopping last night. Um, we had like an hour before the stores closed, uh, after okay. I got home. And so, um, went off to get this thing. She, she tried on the shoes that she found online and, and she decided she didn't like them. So instead she used coupon and a sale price to get, um, $15 socks for a dollar and four cents. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, and she wouldn't have bought them otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she didn't need more socks, but because it was a dollar four. <laughs> She couldn't say no. And, and I, I kept, I kept saying to her, now, you know how I feel. It's like, you spend too much money, but you know how I feel now. She says, no, you still, you still spend too much money. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. Your idea of a deal is finding a three or $4,000 compressor and you can get it for a thousand bucks. It's not $15 <laughs> socks for a dollar. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, I have been, I have, I have sold some stuff recently. That's, um, those things I haven't sold. I will sell them if I can, but, um, we're going to install them up here, but, oh yeah, you look like you're, oh no, you're, 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 you're yawning. Cause I'm putting you to sleep. No. Right. Um, what else have I got that, that I can use to entertain you? Is there any more stupid posts or is it just all like. Help me spend a stupid amount of money. Ah, you know how this stuff is, right? Let's. Uh, I did recently notice a fucking drama in a 
the uh, Facebook group. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was stupid. Bring it up. Let's read through it, because that, that, that kind of thing is fun. I don't even know what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly, like, I was a person who commented, like, on the continuation, because, like, all it was was, like, somebody asked for, like, some mix advice, right. and somebody used the term, uh, your mix is cute. And then it led to another person coming in and just being like, the mix is cute. What the fuck? And it's just like this argument of like fucking children just back and <laughs> forth with each other. What and like, the- eventually they were both going like, oh, I need to get to work or I need to do my band stuff. And it's just like, who the fuck are you both kidding? You both don't have lives. Uh, like you're not working as an audio engineer or in a serious band because if right. you were, you wouldn't have fucking time to do this bullshit. <laughs> I know, right? And like there was eventually it just by the time I stopped looking into it, yeah, uh, there was comments like, "What a bunch of fucking losers!" And like I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. these people are fucking losers." <laughs> Uh, in in all honesty i used to love that kind of stuff oh man it sucked me in like vacuous (laughs) black hole of shit yeah (laughs) um let's see if i can find it well what do you know i didn't even have to start typing the form was (laughs) in there uh (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's, like, some stupid bullshit of, like, yeah, it's this little bit of, like, some big rant. I don't care to read it because yeah. they barely know how to sp- fucking spell spell and shit. Yeah, so, like, at the end here, just, what a bunch of losers. And then, like, they continue to, I don't know. <laughs> like, this is what I hate about the audio community, though. Or at least the unserious ones is like they're right. they're just fucking shit posters and stuff, and they'll do like there's a lot of people just pasting this and then rewriting stuff and posting it and making it a meme in the fucking community. Huh. And the community is about like sharing song files with each other so that mm. you have something to work with. But then you have fucking assholes like that. I just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> why i don't go on gear sluts and stuff because the fucking amateurs that aren't professionals just fucking ruin it um see uh, i like <laughs> the drama when somebody says oh sl- uh slate audios products are garbage and then steven slate like defends his company that stuff's interesting yeah. Wait, wait, when was the last time that happened? I don't know. All right. But it it happens. Like, pretty much every NAM it happens. Oh, Gibson filed for bankruptcy. Oh, they officially did it now? Six minutes ago, um, someone posted on... Yeah, here it is. Um, nine minutes ago. Uh, by music... On, uh, on Music Radar. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this really quick. Out loud, uh, right? Aims to sell off computer... Uh, legendary guitar company announces restructure aims to sell off consumer electronics division. They are already selling that off. They sold off. Um, yeah. What was that DAW that they had? 
Oh, I can't remember. Because uh, nobody sonar. used it. Oh yeah, sonar, and then somebody. It was, it was heavily used in the in the in the amateur realm. I mean, okay. not not to the same extent as as even Reaper is now, which has like a Reaper has like a six percent market share, or something like that. But uh, well, um, Reaper's used by like professionals too. Yeah, because of its customizability. Uh, oh, you know what? I saw that. I saw that. I'm going to dive into that just a sec here. Um, what? Most used DAWs 2018. I just saw. Uh, I think Cubase is up there. I think it's Logic is the most used. Uh, if I remember correctly. Logic? Um, yeah, I thought it was Logic. Okay, this is, when is this from? This is from March 22. Um, no, but this isn't the one I want. There was a uh, 10, uh, here we go. April 17th, 2018, top 12 most popular DAWs from Ask Audio. They did a, uh, they did a survey. Um, um, and they didn't say what was the best. They just said, what do you use, right? Right um blah 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 okay so um here's the top 12 daws ableton live 20.5 percent okay logic pro 19.2 percent okay pro tools 16.1 percent i'm not surprised pro tools is still up there because you have your legacy peoples and yeah the people who come into schools where the schools say you need to use pro tools. Um, this is, this is the survey results from over 30,000 respondents. Uh, Cubase at number four with 10.4%. Yeah. FL studios at 6.4%. I can see that studio one at 5.7. Um, reason at, uh, 4.98 Reaper at 4.96. And the other category at 4.28. Uh, Sonar had 3%. GarageBand just over 2. Bitwig, which I've never heard of, has 1.2. And Digital Performer is just under 1. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. And, and there was a... Uh, um, here's their, here's their, their stats breakout. Um, little quick fact, 66% of all producers use Ableton, Logic, Pro Tools, and Cubase. 60%, 66%. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd probably be using Cubase if Reaper wasn't a thing or Studio One. Right. Um, actually, probably Studio One. That's 19, probably what I would go to. 19%. Um, Logic Pro users, uh, it's more popular than Pro Tools despite being Mac only. Hmm. And 20.9%, just over one fifth of all respondents use either Studio One, Reason, Reaper, GarageBand, or Sonar. And if you if you add GarageBand and Logic together, then um, Apple has the biggest share, hmm. 21%. Um, oh we yeah. Got one here from June to July where Pro Tools is number one with 30% of the respondents. What's, uh, what's this one from? Uh, audioskills.com. Audioskills.com. How old is the survey? 
Um, well, th- what's the s- post? Uh, June 27th to July 2nd, 2017 is when the survey was conducted. Okay. I I wonder if I wonder if that was uh, if it's changed that much and uh, it might just be is where does the where people. does Ableton rank on that Ableton is six with eighteen percent okay Audacity has twenty two percent what the fuck so I and GarageBand has twenty four percent at third place mm. Logic Pro second place. That's messed up, man. Uh, Reaper has 15% in this one, Mm. but it is still in the top 10, which Reaper usually is in the top 10. Here's an, here's a Harrison mix bus, 20 place, 1%. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really like the look of Harrison, but it's, my computer is just not fast enough to run all the, all the, uh, not used Harrison at all. Um, it um the editing the editing window side feels like a feels a lot like a um like a combination of uh of dig, uh of sonar and pro tools mm. whereas the the mix window the mix window is is this big selling point for me one of the th- one of the cool things they've done is that they've allowed you to rewire your outputs from any other DAW mm-hmm. directly into the inputs of the Harrison console so you can just use it as a mixing console if you want it and and um, I think they use, they actually use rewire the software rewire. Okay. And so it synchronizes between the both DAWs. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's um it's a it's a cool thing. Um, I don't know that I would that I would uh, go for it because I I really want a, like an all in one is yeah. what I want. But I would like Cubase's comping tool in Reaper. I wouldn't be surprised if they're they're that far off. Um, it, uh, it's it, close. Cubase got it, stole it from Logic, though. Okay, well, yeah. I don't care where it came from. I just know that I liked, or I I like the current comping tool in Cubase. Yeah, um, and uh, Studio One steps it up a notch. You know how when you um, when you make when you make the the, the swipe in Cubase, it uh, it creates like a like a cut. Yeah, like a like a like a slice in the audio file, right? Um, Studio One takes that to the next level. They don't actually make a slice, but they still keep the comp and allow you to crossfade between them. So you don't have a whole bunch of little chunks of chunks of audio. Huh. You can leave that one file as is if you want. Well, I mean, those chunks aren't destructive. Here's uh, um, the three most po- the three most or the the most popular DAWs amongst those who consider themselves studio engineers. This one's far more, far more um, revealing. Um, Pro Tools sitting at forty-four point five percent. I can see that. Logic at fifteen point seven. Okay. Cubase at nine point six. Yeah. Um, studio One at seven point five. And okay. Ableton at five. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of those people are snobs when it comes to Reaper, <laughs> I find. Yeah, right? Oh, Reaper's not that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for platform, uh, Apple has a slight share over PC at 52.85% to to PC's um, 45.8%. Huh. And almost 1% um, use an iPhone or an iPad as their primary as their primary um, production computer. 
iPhone or iPad. I imagine it's mostly iPad, but yeah. There's there's lots of there's lots of like multi-track software on on those things and you can connect I, I, I don't doubt that but for like a professional facility to i don't know that that's a professional this is this is all individuals right yeah this, this wasn't this wasn't surveys surveying professionals or our studios this was surveying just individuals so i'm not I get surprised it, but like these are people who are claiming that they consider themselves like a professional no said. this these are just these are just extra statistics oh, right okay so this definitely includes I thought it was a continuation hobbyist. of my apologies. No. Okay. Yeah. The hobbyist that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if it was like, these are the professionals, then I'd be like, that <laughs> doesn't sound right. Yeah. I I'm, I'm really surprised to see that FL studios has as big a share as they have. FL studios is popular. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm among I'm the electronics peoples. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's basically good songwriter software it is like it's it's drag and drop for chunks and bits and pieces yeah um i used to uh when i got my first iphone it confuses the hell out of me because like i open up a DAW and i expect something very different from what it gives me yeah and it just gives you grids yeah yeah i i um I had a, on my first iPhone, I had a software that you couldn't import anything, but it gave you that kind of grid and you could break it into, into, um, eighth notes, 16th notes or 32nd notes, the grid. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gave you up to four tracks and you could, what if I want triplets? I don't remember. It's possible. It okay. might it might have been in there. This we're going back like a decade, right? Oh, I know. I just <laughs> I, I have seen sequencers like that where all they do is give you the the typical yeah. half of the previous note, uh, right? Divisions, and then you're like, but I want triplets, or it was I want a, dotted notes. It was a really fun drag and drop um, kind of interface, mm -hmm. and I've I've kind of been wishing that I could I could achieve that. Uh, with something downstairs because that would make that would make making beats not that i really want to make beats but that would make it really easy that's and, th and that, that's got to be why fl studios is as popular as it is because I it's it's such it, an easy drag and drop you don't have to you don't even have to know anything about music or engineering yeah because it's got a built-in limiter that you can't turn off on the output on the master out right right um, it sounds like shit. If you, I had, I had an FL, an FL engineer in here um, a couple weeks ago to do some vocal tracking. And yeah. so we connected the Orion to the, to his laptop and he has to independently hit play on the track and then hit record on the recording file. He can't, he, he wasn't able to, and I, I assume that there's a way, but he I'm wasn't able to, there's a way to. He wasn't able to, um, to, uh, to synchronize them. It was such a, it was such an odd thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this, we started slow, but this, this turned out to be a, a well, fun episode. I woke up like halfway through the episode. <laughs> uh, so more coffee earlier. That's the mandate for next week. I guess we'll see you guys all later. Yeah. <laughs> Follow our hosts on Twitter 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.